Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. I hope you're enjoying your Saturday as we do another edition of Sexy Saturday. And today we're going to do Samara Weaving. Now, some of you might not be familiar with her, and if I were able to show you a picture through your phone, you'd be like, whoa, this is Margot Robbie. No, it's not Margot Robbie. It's Margot Robbie's doppelganger. And both Samara and Margot are Australian. I'm telling you, the Australians, for their population, which I think is, what, 30 million? Is that Canada? Do they not export some of the most beautiful women in terms of at least Hollywood? Naomi Watts. Kate Blanchett, not only beautiful, but gifted. Nicole Kidman. The list goes on and on. So Samara Weaving looks like Margot Robbie, kind of like in Phantom Menace when you had Natalie Portman portraying Queen Amidala. Keira Knightley was one of, you know they how Queen Amidala had one of the the switcheroos at the end of the movie. And I think, I think if I'm not mistaken, Keira Knightley... And Rose Byrne played one of her doppelgangers. I'm sure Keira Knightley did. Because they do look alike, especially when you put on all the, the, the makeup and so forth. But this is one of those where Samara Weaving and Margot Robbie look alike. And if you like Margot Robbie's look, who doesn't? And you might be surprised, like, why haven't I done a Margot Robbie episode? Well, I do have a Margot Robbie episode in the top, the first 20 I did. Just talking about how she's doing her career right. And I do talk about her filmography, so I didn't think it, I thought it'd be pointless to, to repeat it. Same thing for Amy Adams. I think Amy Adams in the early knots, like when she's doing the supporting roles like in The Wedding Date and then later in Enchanted, she's just just gorgeous in, in her in her early uh, in early 2000s. But I have an episode on her already. So Samara Weaving, just imagine Margaret Robbie. She is blonde and just piercing, piercing blue eyes. I mean, more piercing than... Margot Robbie. And I would say, look, in, in Weaving's 31, I I saw her most recently in Babylon. We have an episode here on if, if Babylon's a masterpiece or just a bloated, inflated, over, uh, over-egoed movie by Damien Giselle. She's in that, and that is the only movie that I know of that both Margot Robbie and Samara Weaving are together. And if you've seen that movie, she plays early on in the movie when... Margot Robbie gets her break on the silent screen doing that Western in the saloon. She plays the girl that eventually Margot Robbie replaces, who's all frustrated because Margot Robbie has taken her her spot in those silent films. She plays the the frustrated, uptight actress. And also in that role, the director, the female director in those scenes is Damien Chazelle's wife, who shows up in, in his movies here and there. So Samara Weaving has the classic beauty, tall, just great, great face, high cheekbones, small chin, beautiful hair, just top-notch, gorgeous, and she just has big eyes, bigger eyes than 
our girl Margot Robbie. Now, in terms of her career, they are almost the same age. Weaving is only a year or two younger than Margot Robbie. She is 31 years old. Her uncle is Hugo Weaving, who you might know from V for Vendetta. He was in the Lord of the Rings movies. He, if you saw his face, you would recognize his face. I mean, he's he's well known. He was Elrond in the Lord of the Rings movies and later in the, in the Hobbit, and uh, you would recognize his face. So that's her uncle. She's known as the the Scream Queen because later in her career, she's done. I guess later she did, really hasn't a long career, but she's done a lot of the Scream movies or just not, I don't mean the Scream franchise. Though she was in Scream Six, she's done a lot of horror movies. She was in Scream 6, if you saw that movie. I don't watch horror movies, so I didn't see it. That movie, I think, officially its headliner is supposed to be the uh, Jenny Ortega, even though it did bring back some of the, the old-timers. She plays Laura Crane in that movie. But either way, so she got her break. Uh, you know, She's only been doing movies less, certainly less than 10 years. She was on the TV show that launches a lot of people in Australia, Home and Away. She was on that show for four years. And then she left that show in 2013. And at that point, she started doing some film work. Nothing that I think you would know. The place where I first saw her was actually on the Showtime television show, Smilf. And Smilf was a vehicle for Frankie Shaw a female actress, comedian who was the lead and wrote it and directed. And she plays a single mom. And it's kind of like an, an, you know, an R-rated version of what a single mom and the shenanigans she gets into. And Samara Weaving plays the new girlfriend of her ex, of Frankie Shaw's ex. So that's where I first saw her. And that was 2017 to 2019. And I was like, man, <laughs> this woman is gorgeous. How does she not have a career? How did she not have a career? And at that point, she's already in her mid-20s. In terms of movies, um, she does Bad Girl. This is in 2016. Again, not well known. 2017, she does do Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. That is the vehicle for Frances McDormand that got Best Picture and she got Best Academy Award. And she plays Penelope in that movie, which is a small role. Small role, but again, she's working her way up. She's in the movie The Babysitter, which is a kind of a black comedy. That's where she meets... Her current husband, who I believe wrote that movie. And then later on, small roles, Ready or Not, Guns Akimbo, 100% Wolf, Last Moment of Charity. Again, small roles. She's in Bill and Ted Face the Music. She plays the daughter of Alex Winters in that movie. So she plays the blonde. Then she does the sequel to The Babysitter, The Babysitter Killer Queen. That was uh, directed by McGee. What happened to McGee? You know, McGee was so famous for doing all the Charlie's Angels movies. And then after that, didn't do much. I guess he did the Babysitter movies. Then in 2021, she does Snake Eyes, which is the G.I. Joe origin story that, you know, I didn't even know was done. I thought the G.I. Joe movies ended after uh, Channing Tatum left, left them. Let's take a break. I wanted to let you know about some of the other feeds here at the Eclectico Gregorio. The oldest one we have is The Awakened Man, which mostly deals with holistic health, medical cover-ups, ways to biohack your life, to ensure longer longevity, medical conspiracies, and naturopathic stuff. 
We also have, and that there's probably about 400, 500 episodes over there. We started that one back in 2017, 2016, I believe. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which originally started as an essential oils feed. And there's about 100 episodes on essential oils, particular essential oils like rose and lavender and sandalwood and so forth. And then later I morphed it into more topics that are regarded for female health, female specific. We've had that feed also since 2016. And then lastly, we have Confessions of an Obese Child, which deals with my childhood obesity and trauma that came from it. So it's a great feed for those who dealt with childhood trauma that led you to have addictions to alcohol or food. And I interviewed several people and what it was like to grow up overweight and all the difficulties of losing the weight and then keeping it off and trying to metamorphosize into a regular weighted person. So check out those feeds at the Eclectical Gregory on Apple or Spotify. And then she does The Valet in 2022, not a well-known movie. She does Chevalier. Chevalier is that movie where uh, it takes, it's the real life person of Joseph Bologna, Chevalier de Saint-Georges. This is a movie that came out, actually I saw the, the ad for it this year, so maybe it came out, but then it, they unreleased it. He's essentially uh, the success story of a black um, violinist, I believe. He's a violinist. Uh, and how he found success in the 18th century. Then, as I mentioned, she is in Babylon. Uh, she plays those scenes opposite Margot Robbie. And, and really, she's only in it for a short amount of time. And then in 2023, she does Scream 6, as I've mentioned. In terms of music videos, if you like Charlie Puth, who I think is actually quite talented, she is the girl in his video, Attention. You just want attention. And that was in 2017. So this is one of those where you might not know her. Look her up. She's going to have a pretty successful career, if anything, just for being beautiful. I'm not saying that she's necessarily talented, uh, to be honest. But again, when you have beauty you'll find roles and she will find roles. So remember here in 2023, I told you Samara Weaving is going to be someone that you're definitely going to uh, pay attention to. And she is just a bombshell. She is gorgeous beyond gorgeous. And she, come on, Margot Robbie, you got a lot of heat right now. You got to do your Aussie girl favor. Put her in a movie. You guys should play sisters in some sort of rom-com because Robbie doesn't really do a lot of comedy. It'd be good to see her branch out a little and do a comedy and put her in your movie because you guys could play sisters and you could do her a solid. Guys, I post a poll to Cinema Regular. Let me know what you think of Samara Weaving. Please rate and review because it helps the algorithm get this channel bigger. I don't make any money off of this, obviously. There's a link for PayPal to make a donation. Hint, hint. And lastly, there's a link to the website that hosts all the Eclectical Gregorio feeds. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rack. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.